The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. With blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. You know, we're recording today at noon. This is a lot earlier than we usually record. We usually have like a cocktail in hand, but we're going to really see how it goes. We got to get the energy up and moving. And I am on my third coffee, so I'm feeling great. How are you guys feeling? I'm drinking um, an ice water with a splash of lemonade in it because I wanted it to kind of feel like a cocktail, but uh, it's not. And Billy? Mm -hmm. I'm drinking a Coke with might have a splash of vodka in it. Yeah, Billy's splash is like a fucking eighth of, you know, of a glass. <laughs> I know. Which is known the, as a Cuba Libre, like by the way. Yes. The, and I also uh, have an, I'm also drinking an Honest Kids um, juice box. Oh, what a weird combination. Okay, a grown man with a juice box is not good. No. no what, what about a Capri Sun? That's not necessarily a juice box. It's a juice also baggy. No. It's a pouch. That's yeah, a juice, juice like baggy, which is gross. <laughs> but like, I, no matter I wouldn't put it. <laughs> I wouldn't pa- put it past Billy. Like, this is a very Billy thing to do to be drinking vodka with his like... Child's drinks. Yes. He loves Child's like drinks, children's yes. food. That, that might have come with a with a Happy Meal that I ordered. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. You See, should put the yeah. vodka directly in there. And if you're like going to get McDonald's delivered to your house, you got to go big. You got to go oh. like what I did. Accidentally ordered it twice in one night. Yes. <laughs> in a massive order each time. Do you want to like tell that story really quick? Kinda. Um, Kinda. <laughs> I was with our friend Kat. She lives across the hall and we were having like a therapeutic night of yelling at the TV and we're like, let's go, let's be gross. Let's order some McNugs. Let's order a Big Mac. Let's order, you know, we'll just pick at all these things and have like a smorgasbord. And I was very distracted, which happens if anyone's talking to me, I can't like focus on my phone. I'm the ADD. Yes. Well, even like trying to like post something over the weekend, I need to sit down and focus for like an hour to do something like that. Right. So I, uh, I was distracted and accidentally ordered it twice, once from DoorDash and once from Postmates. And then I had two shopping bags filled with McDonald's on my doorstep. And I'm just wondering what the second delivery guy thought. He's like, did, <laughs> wait, so did you find them both at once? Yeah, like you I didn't take both. one in and then one came later? I found them both at once. And I was Ouch. like, the second delivery driver was probably like, is this a trick? Like, is yeah. this one for me? <laughs> It's or, like you're setting up the booby traps because you get all your mail stolen. It's like yeah, one yeah. of those things. He's exactly. like, oh, should I take it? Is this for me? Is this the sign? Is it a sign? Exactly. Yeah. But then I was just like, then I just felt like a garbage person. And then imagine I felt in the morning just seeing oh. two bags of shopping bags at McDonald's. I'm like, this is an insane mistake. Insane. Insane. But is it? At the moment, it's worth it. But it would have been worse not. if no McDonald's showed up. I'll say that. That's yes. right. I was on because a mission. We, I yes, love we it. Are always, we, yes, when we need McDonald's, we need it. Yeah. And if it doesn't we, show, it's not good. And you know what? Thank God for Postmates because it usually shows up within like 10 minutes. Like it That's really, amazing. you get it. It's it's ultimate like reward right away. Not instant gratification. Yep. And there's one right down the street. I should really just go get it my fucking self. It's like four blocks no. away. But nah, exactly. you know, yeah, simple yeah, pleasures. Too. Simple mm-hmm. pleasures. Um, okay. So I think our only housekeeping for today is talking about our Patreon. Our Patreon is popping every week. We are giving you pretty new content. We've only gone recycled maybe one or two different themes for our shows. So uh, we're but they've been brand new. It. They've been brand, brand new episodes. Uh, brand new episodes, but they were similar to some of the things that we do on the show. But yes, yes. Every and week you get a brand new full size episode. Right, and it's it's been my opportunity to go really like 
rogue with content and I've got something cooking for you guys that is going to be unbelievable. Ooh. I was showing I was like showing um Jack and Billy some little tidbits of what I was finding. It's like newspaper oh, yes. clippings from the 1800s. Yeah. Oh yes, it's And be really uh good. And there may be costumes involved. I know. So now this is a whole theatrical performance because yeah. not it's not audio anymore because we're doing video only on Patreon. So now we're incorporating costumes. Who knows what's going to be next? An interactive something or other. Like maybe we'll show up your, at your house. Like who knows? Honestly, yes. don't tempt me because I love breaking a good boundary. Yes. I love being a little a little invasive where you're not sure if you feel good about it or not. Yes. And also just breaking the fourth wall. Like maybe we'll knock on your door and just do a live podcast right from your doorstep. We very well might That's do right. that. If you yes. So leave your your addresses in the uh... <laughs> and your social security numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and your social security numbers and the front and back of your credit cards. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so join our Patreon. It's I love it. I love it over there. It's getting better and better. It's a nice little yes. corner of the internet. It is. Um, all right. Well, what day is it today, Billy? All right. It's June 2nd. And in 1970, race car driver and designer Bruce McLaren dies in a crash. And he died in a crash of a car that he actually invented. And this Ooh. is going to be the theme that we're going to be going with. Now, he was 32 years old. He was testing an experimental car called the uh, Can-Am car. And it crashed uh, at Goodwood Circuit in England on this day. The rear bodywork came off, came adrift at, uh, when he was going super fast. It was a McLaren M8D. And uh, it lost all of that aerodynamic downforce, which pushes the car down. So then the car gets destabilized. It spins. It leaves the track. It hits a bunker. And then Oof. that was it. Yeah. He was so young to be yeah. such a avid inventor. Yes. So, you know, we are going to be getting into these uh, uh, people who have invented things and then were actually killed by their invention as we get into True Crime Rewind. So we're going to be talking about that. There are so many people that have been killed by their own invention, by the way. Doing mm -hmm. this research, I had to pick and choose what we we're going to talk about because mm -hmm. there were so many and e every story is just so fascinating. That because makes me just like... The irony is just insane. It makes me sad because it's like, it's sort of like what happened with Steve Irwin. It's like the thing you love kills yes. you. And it's poetic, you know? And at well, least there is, there is that Bukowski quote that is find what you love and let it kill you. So, mm -hmm. yes. And uh, boy, do we all do that. <laughs> oh, do we do that? <laughs> just as in I different do, ways. Some slower than others. As I do that others. at 1225 in the afternoon. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> I'm talking about doing the podcasts with you guys, not drinking. Mm, not, not drinking. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sure. Um, okay, but I do want to get into true crime in real time. I went yeah. and, you know, we're trying to theme this out. And I went for searching for inventors. Now, we know that uh, Elizabeth Holmes, which who is probably the most infamous, and I use inventor in quotes, yeah, um, of the of the last you know ten years, you know, she was convicted in January on four of eleven charges of fraud from her blood testing firm. Now, Elizabeth Holmes, she was the creator of Theranos. This is a company that said that uh, with a single drop of blood, they can detect a hundred different diseases and you just yeah. can't. And no. every scientist that looked at it was just like, you can't, but she conned so many people. And really it, it was the ideal fake it until you make it. She thought that like, if she had enough time, she would be able to make it work. But you know, you're dealing with people's health. So fake it until you make it until you're actually dealing with something that's more life and death. She took you it a what? little yeah. too far because what she did up until they were actually testing on patients and tampering with results is what everybody in Silicon Valley does. Yeah, It's what yeah. tons of dudes do and have never been in trouble. But it's like once you start giving people fucking questionable results and it's life or death, that's where, you know, she got too big for her britches for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yes. So now um, you might have heard about her in the dropout and the Hulu show, all of this. But much like some other infamous criminals, people are lining up to buy merch. And it's the merch from her company. Now, you oh know that every God. tech company... Every tech company has merch. You know, you see it. You see, like, when you go to South by Southwest or whatever, there's so much swag out there, T-shirts and, you know, water bottles or whatever. So on eBay, you can go right now, and you can see all of these things that are branded as Theranos. A set of five Theranos-branded pens recently sold for $150. Oh, my God. I kind of want a piece of that. 
I, I honestly like now. I think I think that's gonna I think that's so fascinating like and I'm not a big collector like I don't like hoarding random shit but I like I want a Theranos t-shirt well what's well, weird Alexis, is that Alexis if you would like to buy a Theranos plastic water bottle you can get it for the cheap price of three hundred dollars you know that's right it's I'd rather buy a dress. What's interesting is that you've got, and they're trying to say like, this was actually a Theranos water bottle that was produced by Theranos as swag. Now you have other people that are creating t-shirts with the Theranos logo that obviously are brand new that were not produced by Theranos. So yeah, you they're like look a print on there. demand kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. There is an authentic Theranos fleece pullover that was given to employees that is going right now. You can make it, you can buy it right now for $500. I mean, honestly, that's a better deal than the $300 plastic water bottle. Honestly, I've seen Billy be more frivolous with his money and on and buy crazy things than this. Yeah. Like, I've seen him in a bidding war over something that is so insane. And I'm just like, I can't believe what I'm watching right now. Yeah. That's what he, Meanwhile, it's what as, he she's does. Egging, as she's egging me on. <laughs> well, because like, it's Billy. not my money. <laughs> it's not my money. You're you're this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so fun to like make somebody else like play with their money. Yeah. Then oh, you get yes. the thrill of it, but then you don't get the loss of the yeah. money. You it's your you share the high, but you don't have the downfall. Exactly. <laughs> you realize what yeah. you don't go into <laughs> bankruptcy. <laughs> exactly. Um, this so, does. It, it, sorry, I was going to say this me, does remind me of. Uh, Recently, I was looking on eBay. They have you can buy the Heaven's Gate patches that they mm-hmm. all wore. That was uh-huh. very tempting for me to buy. And there's actually a Theranos $100 gift card, unused. It's a collectible to Theranos, like to like for, for the for the lab. That oh. kind of thing, a gift card for the lab, and that's going for ten thousand dollars. Oh my god! Yeah. So so there you go. So we are going to be, like I said before, we are going to be talking about inventors and inventors who were killed by the things that they invented. Elizabeth Holmes was not one of those, but there are certainly a lot of other ones. Alexis, did you have something to say? I was just going to throw in there, since we're talking about collectibles and things like that, we're going to have a brick and mortar office space soon, and we're going to need some decorating ideas. Ooh. I want some cool true crime memorabilia on the walls. Like, I want to get some cool, and I'm not talking like super expensive, but I want some, I want some inspiration. Or like yes. if any of our listeners right now are artists, mm. then maybe we could buy something off of you and have our own listeners' original artwork up in the studio. That, that would be would amazing. Be wonderful. We yes, want we a gallery going, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not going to be buying one of fucking, you know, uh, Pogo the Clown's self-portraits or any of that bullshit. We're not no, going to no, do no. that. You know, this is going to be tasteful. Yes. Oh, yeah. Nothing nothing gross. Nothing, nothing glorifying gross. any of these nothing colors. But if, if you would like assholes. to glorify us in an original art piece, this That's is right. what we're into. Yes. <laughs> a bobblehead of sort. Like, something like that. <laughs> Billy, where is your bobblehead? Did you ever bring it home? Yeah, it's in my office. Okay. Good. <laughs> his, Anyways. His gift. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everybody needs a bobblehead of themselves. Okay. Well, when we come back, we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Okay, welcome to On the Stand. Every week we're bringing something to the stand that's either pissing us off or that we're just raving about. And we're going to talk about it, have a discussion, vote if it's guilty or not guilty, bring it to Instagram. You all get to vote as well. And then just to remind you, we do have a phone number that you can call in to tell us your own On the Stands that we are getting into on our Patreon episode, and I have that number right now. It's 818-446-6889. Were you impressed by me, Alexis? Honestly, I'm blown away. <laughs> I yes. didn't. I was like, while I was saying that, I was going on Facebook and looking at my post and did it all at once. And we are going to start putting these numbers in the show notes. Uh, yeah. That's something we're going to be implementing ASAP. So you yes. can always find it in the episode descriptions going forward. Yeah, of course. But if you just are, if you feel like you've really got to get something off your chest, please call us and let us know. Because... There was recently a post on our Facebook group about the song Mbop, and the poster hated it. I thought everybody was going to agree. I think she might call in, so let's save our discussion, but I think that she thought everybody was going to agree, and everybody was like, are you kidding me? Love that shit. Yeah, we'll we'll save it for when she calls. We'll save it. Um, Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So we were talking about McDonald's delivery, Mm-hmm. And the other night I had sushi delivery and I've noticed a disturbing trend that mm. I want to put on the stand. Two packets of any condiment. Yes. 
two is what they're doing. Two. And McDonald's are giving you like a two max. And I order like a fuck ton of sushi when I'm having like a, you had a hard day. Yeah. And you forgot to eat because you were crying or, or sweating or whatever <laughs> was happening. And I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this smorgasbord. Of, and it's like usually expensive, right? Sushi's not cheap. No. And they give me two packets of soy sauce. And I'm like, this ruined the meal. It's not enough. Yeah. Two packets of anything is not enough. Two no. packets of ketchup for a 10-piece McNugget's not enough. Two packets. The list goes on. I mean, I don't know. So I'm putting two packets on the stand. <laughs> give us a handful. You know, hot sauce for Taco Bell. Like, give us the, you know, a generous, a generous claw hand of sauces in the bag. And you know what? I don't throw them away. I have a whole little bin in my cabinet for when I... For when, times like this. For times like this or for when I want a delicious McDonald's ketchup on a different item of mm, my own. Yes, because they're you know, different. It's better ketchup. It is better ketchup. So uh, two packets, unacceptable. I agree. And a lot of times on Postmates, there's not like a place to ask for extra soy sauce. Or even with McDonald's, like I would buy the extra sauces, but there's just you could mm -hmm. you have a max. Mm -hmm. And there's I only so much you can buy. McDonald's actually has some, it depends on the restaurant too. It has sections uh, um, where you can actually uh, uh, click. And McDonald's, some, some of the McDonald's are different. I saw a, the McDonald's when I was ordering had a guava and cream pie. Ew. Which is so strange. So there is like weird McDonald's stuff going around, you know, wherever you are. Which is weird because usually, I mean, I know in obviously in every country, McDonald's has its own completely different menu like depending on whatever country you're in but i didn't know that within the united states oh yeah there are different well they do specialties test, they have test markets where they'll yeah. introduce an item to see how it does yeah and then that'll be the contingency upon whether they expand the item mm. i want all the access i want all the options i know yeah. i want to be a test market it's usually in like ohio and stuff like that yeah um, well, I agree with the two sauce thing. This happens to me all the time. And then I'm always like, oh, I need to buy a th bottle of soy sauce. And then I never yes. do. And then I'm always screwed. And then it does ruin, especially sushi. You can't eat sushi without sauce. You can't soy eat sauce. sushi without it. Yeah. No, it I agree. Like it's like shit. Yeah. No. It just and, tastes dry. And th yeah. there's nothing worse than a dry food for and me. No. Especially a dry fish. <laughs> no. That's why. Exactly. That's why you want. That's why the term moist is Can is we say something a about oh, food? No. Can we say, can I say one more thing that's completely irrelevant? Yeah. Sure. But for some reason, like when Billy and I were working together in the office and together a lot, I'd be like, I'm hungry. And he'd always be like, here's a kind bar. I'm like, I don't want that dry ass snack <laughs> mm -mm. i can't believe people eat these things so i'd be like i want chocolate he's like a kind bar i'm like i would rather die than eat that i, I want like There's a delicious on the bottom of it dry ass or those nature uh, valley dry oh, I, I had one of those yeah, yesterday I didn't buy those. yeah uh, I so didn't how does was... your mouth not like turn into a dust bowl it's too dry <laughs> i love a nature valley bar I love it. I mean, obviously, what everybody hates about it is the crumbles that like get everywhere. Yeah. But I love it. I like a little. It's like a. I don't know. I, Do you I have like to take the dryness. sips of water in between to keep it going down. Yes, I think it's something that you might <laughs> want to have like a hot chocolate or a coffee with or something. But like, like I love, I love the juxtaposition of like a really dry, crunchy thing, and then like a nice, delicious sip of a bev. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. That's what it is. That's what a scone is. That's what a scone's all about. Ugh, I love a scone or a, or a biscotti. You know. Yeah. Yeah, with a coffee, mm, delicious. Right, you just have to have a, the perfect complement of a beverage with it, and then you're good oh. to go. Okay, so two uh, um, two uh, packets is that's so guilty. 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 All right, I'm gonna go. Okay, this is also food related too. So, um, I went to the first degree uh, Facebook private group, which is wonderful. Yeah, and you know, a new thing came out yesterday that is an old thing that a lot of people are excited about. The Mexican pizza is back. Yes. Now, Shelby Zander, one of our uh, uh, lovely listeners, she put on the stand Mexican pizza. Oh. And here's what she said. There was zero flavor, had to add many hot sauces to make it taste like anything. Only choked half of it down, LOL. Here's where I have an issue with it. I'm a vegetarian, so I had it with beans, but I can't imagine it's any better with meat. Now bring oh. back the spicy bean tostada. You can't... No. You can't reject something that was originally had a, you know, a, a layer of seasoned meat was crafted with something and, and the you changed is, it. The meat, the meat is, is the, the only thing. thing that tastes like anything in Taco Bell. Everything yes. else is just for like a texture or like a crunch. Yes. Well, sour cream also helps. Yeah. But, yes. Okay. I, 
uh, what was your stance, Billy? <laughs> My stance is that you can't judge a a item of food when a th- there was at one time an actual chef that that crafted it and created it, and then they tested it, and then you come in and then you you add something different to it and take something out and then put it on the stand. So Shelby, I'm sorry to call you it's out. It's kind of but... convoluted. So um, does this apply to other things or specifically the Mexican pizza? I think we're it just going to talk about other the, things too. The, we're going to talk about the Mexican pizza. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Mexican pizza. Um, you know, specifically, but it's it applies to anything. It's like if somebody's like, oh, you know what, you know, the Big Mac, the big, you know what, I ordered the Big Mac, but I ordered chicken instead of beef, and it's like. No, that's not what the Big Mac was supposed to be for. Yeah. It's originally oh. for one thing. So Alexis and I ordered a shit ton of Taco Bell over my birthday weekend, yeah. and we had ordered a Crunchwrap, but for some reason during the ordering process or the making process, they delivered the Crunchwrap to us with chicken. I think that was my bad. Meat. And I just Did you do that? I think so. And I Did- was just like, everyone was so upset that I was like, I'm not doing this right now. I'm not owning <laughs> like this shit me. right now. And then, because I had already eaten a regular Crunchwrap, so I... I oh. ate I ate the real one and somebody got stuck with my mistakenly altered one and I was like I can't own this cuz I'll be <laughs> chased out of here with a fucking pitchfork. I know cuz we thought that was the only crunch wrap that was Everyone delivered. Everyone was drunk and wanted it so badly and I destroyed it. And then Jared got stuck with some I didn't Bryn also ordered something gross that Jared got stuck with. He got stuck with like some like weird cheesy extra cheese, which I usually love an extra cheese. It was like a quesarito. Quesarito. Like all, it just tasted like congealed cheese. Congealed cheese, especially if, it's, if it comes it. to you late. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it. delivery, so it'd probably been sitting around for like a half an That's hour. That's the problem. It's like, if you're going to get yeah. something with a lot of cheese in it, you have to go and order it and eat it right then. Yeah. You know? Um, I just don't really, listen, talk, I love Taco Bell, but I think it's just the same item made different ways. So like, it's what's the difference been. between the pizza? Is there anything new in the ingredients or it's just. No, the fact that she just, she swapped out, it's, you know, it's um, two tostada, tostada circles mm-hmm. with like, it's like so a, it's, with it's a like a taco. It's like a taco in a different shape. But what they should do is make it with a Doritos Locos taco shells. And Ooh. I feel like that would be like, especially for vegetarians, it would still have the flavor because those taco shells give it some just like. Mm-hmm. Chef's, chef's, kiss. chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Chef's mm-hmm. kiss. All right. Well, um, I don't I guess remember guilty. exactly what that was. <laughs> yeah, guilty. You have to like order things as they come. If you're yes. going to give it a criticism, if you're going to crit- if you're going to put it up there, yes. yeah. But I commend you for trying. Yes, Shelby. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Yes. And Alyssa, there's actually 70 comments on this. And Alyssa came in. Pro tip: sub beans for beef. Add potatoes, add the spicy potato taco sauce. I can't remember the name, but she said that was good. And then Shelby's like, I don't need animals. And she's like, beans instead of beef. I don't know. It went like, it, this they kept on going potatoes on. potatoes at Taco Bell? Uh, yeah. Well, they just brought the t- potatoes back. Yeah. No, I don't wow. think I need a potato at Taco Bell. Mm-mm. Sure, it's not, not incredibly fresh. But yes, there you go. All right. I'm going to say, uh, so that's guilty. You can't do that. Guilty. guilty. Okay. Guilty. So um, I was going to do something else, but we're on like a food theme. And uh, Jared just made me lunch, which was so sweet of him. And he made me grilled cheese with tomato soup. Oh. A mm-hmm. classic, delicious meal. And today I am putting soup itself on the stand because I think that soup is one of the most underrated meals that people really don't allow themselves to enjoy in a way that I feel like you do with other things, especially on a menu when you go out. And Mm -hmm. something that I've been implementing in my life recently is a table soup. So that is a soup that you share with your table. Wow. Okay. You know, like usually you order one spoon. Yeah. Honestly. Yes. It's been one spoon. I know this is not really it's not very friendly. But yeah. if it's in your household, like <laughs> if it's in your household adjacent, like I feel like, for example, all of us staying in a house for your birthday weekend, it's like we could have shared a table soup. Well, because we were all gonna, we were all sort of like, all right, we're sharing all, germs, anyways. We're, sh- we're sharing. Yeah, drinks. we kind of leaned into it. We'll test when we get home if something goes awry, whatever. But yeah, no, okay, I, I'd have some of that. Yeah, and it all started out when I was in New York recently, and we're at a restaurant, and we all ordered our separate meals, and we're like, dude, there's a French onion soup on this menu. And we Mm -hmm. all wanted French onion soup, but not enough to order our own single French onion soup. So that's how the table soup started. Also, French onion soup is like 
probably the worst table soup that you could probably share because yeah, it has all the gooey cheese. It has, and it's it like has like a bread. lid on it. It's like you got to bust yes. through this bready, cheesy lid to get to the, the, the congealed Very messy, onion. All so over good, the place. So French good. onion soup is my favorite soup in the entire world. I love all soup. So, but I think that like people, especially when you're out at a restaurant, nobody's really ordering the soup. I, feel I like, order soup all the time. Do you? Mm-hmm. I recently have, but like I never thought to because you always have to ask for the soup and it's another step and you forget about it because it's not like featured on the menu. It's a whole thing. Every time Billy would come to the office for us to work I would, or, and we'd order lunch, I'd always get soup. Mm-hmm. I love soup, but you I would. don't like tomato soup. It just tastes like warm marinara sauce to me. It kind of does. I don't it like needs something soup. in it. And Alexa, this actually makes a really good like lemon chicken. I do make a lemon soup. chicken yeah. Greek Greek soup. Yes, Greek my soup. mom makes that too. It's my favorite. One of the only things she cooks. Me too. <laughs> Me and May. Because it's kindred, easy. Kindred spirits. With the little dots. With the uh-huh. little dots. With the little orzo. Mm-hmm. Oh, little orzo so noodles. good. Oh my gosh. All right. Really so soup, not guilty. Table Bring it soup. Back. <laughs> we table soup, yes, but also soup Just, trucks. We need to see more soup trucks. <laughs> oh, I would love a soup truck or like a yes. soup sampler. That is I what I want. Yes. You want to say like a, of everything. Like a flight of soups like <laughs> they do. Flight. Like a yeah, flight a of soup. soups, <gasps> yes, with, 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 um, with like shot glasses yes. of soup. A little wow. bit bigger. I need like a uh, okay, all right. a mug. Like a, like, like a rocks, thin a rocks mugs. Glass. You need like a, mm-hmm. yeah, like a rocks glass of soup. Wow, yeah. this would be my dream is a soup sampler. <laughs> all right, soup sampler. Wow. Who's going to do it? Who owns a soup <laughs> store? Who owns, that who I owns can... a restaurant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we want to see the soup sampler. All right, soup Table not, not guilty. guilty. Not guilty. Uh, All right. All right. Well, when we come back, it's time for some true crime rewind. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop, or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways, and with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then sentences, and before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree 50 and use code degree 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Stodd, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. 
Yeah, it's rewind time. Welcome back, everyone, for True Crime Rewind. We are talking about inventors who were killed by their own inventions. Now, the first one that comes up is Jim Hesselden, because a lot of people thought he actually invented the Segway. Yes. But he was the person who bought the Segway from the inventor. The inventor was actually named Dean Kamen. He was from the U.S. This guy was a British businessman. He bought a Segway. And he was riding one of the scooters. No, he bought Segway. He bought he didn't Segway. Buy a Segway. Oh, yeah, he, he bought, bought Segway, Segway the company. Yes. So he owned Segway. And he was riding one of the scooters and he went off a cliff into a river near his Yorkshire. Is it Yorkshire or Yorkshire? Yorkshire. Estate. Now, um, he wasn't yeah, he, driving a scooter, he was driving a Segway. A Segway, sorry. And, it, and he, it plunged into the river wharf while, he, and he was riding sort of a, a country version of the Segway, like oh, a, like a rugged it. It version. It probably had like probably monster truck wheels for like off-roading Segways. Wow, yeah. that sounds very fun, actually. So everybody was like using that as a, oh, you know, even the inventor dies on it, you shouldn't use a Segway. Well, that was the first uh, thing that came up when we were like kind of looking up this day. I was like, oh, like the Segway guy. So I think that's kind of uh, like a myth that everybody yeah. thinks that he actually invented it, but he was just the billionaire that bought it. Yeah. But and still, that's very sad. It's really it's sad. sad. And so it, it got me thinking, actually, because in the 1970s and early 80s, every, this this guy became a punchline. It was a guy named Jim Fix. And he's the man who is who sort of invented the jogging boom in the 70s. And he died while jogging. So he, he started running, the jogging boom. Like he marketed jogging as a he, he wrote a he wrote a book called The Complete Book of Running, which spent eleven weeks at um, number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Like it wow. became a phenomenon. Like people didn't jog back in like, you know, the fifties or sixties or I mean you might have jogged in gym a little bit, but his book really created this whole genre of jogging. Interesting. And he um so he died on July twentieth, nineteen eighty four, at fifty two of a heart attack while jogging. And he became this punchline because everyone's like, that was the reason why you don't jog. Because look, the guy that invented jogging basically died while jogging. That's the reason why you don't jog. This used to be a punchline. Seriously. But running running is something people have been doing since the dawn of time. I I know. But like sort of jogging as like a lifestyle type of thing. Like everyone's Every animal runs. Do you think that running, people have been running as, did we not talk about this? How, like, when did people start running as, uh, like, as a pastime? Like regular people as a pastime, they weren't doing it. I know. Probably with this guy and, you know, because they didn't need, people didn't need to work out so much because their food wasn't processed and they weren't, sugar wasn't in everything. Well, and they were doing, people were doing way more manual labor Labor for the most part. And also nobody had a desk. Nobody had footwear. So what do you, you can't like jog in a pair of loafers, yeah. you know, like the same way you could with like a mm-hmm. nice insole. Yeah. No, you right. Like if until... you're a gentleman back in the 1600s, <laughs> what are you going to jog with your walking stick and your fancy hat <laughs> and your nice little clogged shoes? Yeah, exactly. Yes, like with your ponytail, like founding yeah. father vibes. Like that's not conducive to a good workout. Also, like everybody, nobody had the time to run. Like everybody was too worried about survival to like of have course. a nice jog. Well, if you die no. at thirty-five, they're like, "What am I going to run an hour a day?" That's like half of my life. <laughs> yeah, no. So it's very it turns true. out though that this guy's uh, his his coronary arteries were blocked because he had such an unhealthy lifestyle prior to running. He used to smoke a ton. He had lost sixty pounds and everything, and he had a family history of, of heart disease because his dad ha- died of a heart attack at forty three. So oh it God. wasn't because uh, you know he smoked. He used to smoke like two packs of cigarettes a day. So uh, he actually probably lived longer than he than he would have if he hadn't started running. But that became like a big kind of joke uh, yeah. on late night TV and things. All right, damn. So the next one is uh, for anyone who has ever flown into the Denver airport, um, yes. you see one of the most frightening sculptures. Um, that has ever been created. So when they build these new airports now, the there and this this happens in the Phoenix Airport too. They say that all right, one percent of what you're spending on the airport has to go towards art. Really? That's why you see, yeah, that's why you see so much art in airports. You know, we didn't see that 20, 30 years ago, but now you do. That's one of the things that was going on. So like all these artists and they do the calls for artistry and everything. So this guy uh, Luis Jimenez. He was building a horse that you see now. It's there. He's it's a giant blue horse. Massive. And it's named Lucifer. And the reason why I mean it looks 
It looks pretty intimidating as it is, but it has red eyes that glow. Yeah, this horse is like very terrifying. It's kind of like on the, it's as you go into the airport, like you see it as you're like coming into the airport. It is so huge. It's like blue. It has these popping veins out of it. It's kind of like a phallic looking horse. And then the bright red eyes. It is just a very terrifying image as you're going in to like fly up into the air in like a metal tube. Like it's not what you really want to see to comfort you as you enter the airport. I, I personally love it. I, I love this thing. Its body is like translucent, like a jellyfish. You can see its yeah. insides from the outside. Yeah. yeah. And it sort of looks like a body's exhibit body, but it's yes. blue. Yes, it does. And <laughs> I, for one, am enamored with this. I mean, I also love it. I'm just saying as like a general, uh, you know, person driving by, it's probably not uh, that no. comforting. Well, and like, it's- obviously they're channeling like, you know, devil vibes, Lucifer. I mean, it's, I don't know what they were going for um, or that's why the airport would be like, this is nick- for us. That's its nickname. I think it's called just the blue horse or something like that. But people have like coined it Lucifer. Yeah. And also, you know, the Denver's big, biggest team is the Denver Broncos. So I think it's like they were going along with that, but this guy obviously had a different image for it. And remember the Denver uh, uh, airport, which was built fairly recently and they built it so far away from the, the city because they wanted to get over like with the winds that were near the city. And, yeah. you know, so they, they wanted it more out on the plane. So you're driving so long to get to this damn place. And the first thing you see is this crazy looking horse. Yeah. Now he, um, Jimenez, he is working in his studio in New Mexico. He's 65 years old. When in 2006, one of the sculptures, three sections came loose from a hoist and it pinned him up against a steel support beam. It severed an artery in his leg, and he sat there, and he bled to death on his studio floor. Oh, and then he was declared God. dead on arrival at the hospital. Jesus. It's the same Lucifer horse that yes. caused this. Same Seems like horse. a bad luck omen. Well, so this is the whole thing, too. There are so many weird things about the Denver airport. Like, I feel like we should do an entire episode about it. There are lots of bizarre conspiracy-type things Mm -hmm. going on that it makes the airport a kind of a spooky place. So it kind of makes sense. I've always seen this horse going in and I'm like, it's such a weird sculpture, but I never knew that it killed its maker. So that just like adds another level to like the eeriness of the airport. Killed its maker. What a good phrase. (laughs) Scary. (laughs) It is scary. Okay. So uh, the next one, and probably this might be the most famous out of all of them, is Thomas Andrews. Now, Thomas Andrews was an Irish businessman and shipbuilder. And do you know which ship he built? I the do. Titanic. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so he was the naval architect. He was in charge of the plans for the ocean liner, the RMS Titanic. And of course, he was traveling on board that vessel during that maiden voyage. And I believe he has a character in the film Titanic. Remember, they were like, yeah. "We want to, we want to be the not not just the biggest ship, but the fastest ship, and going fast, and all of that jazz and everything like that." So, as everybody remembers, it uh, hit an iceberg on April fourteenth, nineteen twelve. A lot of people went to the water. Fifteen hundred people died in the water, um, including um, Leonardo DiCaprio. <sighs> Best movie died that day. Best too. movie of all time. Who could have easily gotten on that door or whatever that was? Could As you? we know. Yes. Yeah. I'm just they, yes, I'm pretty sure they've done they've done tests to see if he could gotten on that door. So there's that guy. Now, um there's the man named uh, Horace Hunley. He was a marine engineer and he he was the inventor of the first war submarine, and then he was doing a routine test. Um of the submarine HL Hunley, which was named after his death. Seven-member crew sunk in this previously damaged submarine. So Yikes. the submarine goes with the submarine because, you know, a lot of this Honestly, is going to happen. nothing scarier than a submarine. Nothing oh, scarier I would never than go a submarine. Never, no. Nope. I have no, I would not even climb in one just to see the inside. <laughs> They're Like so not even st- going underwater. No. No, what if it was outside of the water? Fine. Okay. Oh, okay. You just don't want to go in the water. I mean, listen, I just we- think they're the most terrifying fucking things ever. I just, I mean, I also saw that Kim Wall documentary, which scared the Jesus at, do you know about this? Mm -mm. She was a journalist who, um, this guy built his own submarine. This was in, I don't know, Stockholm and it's in Europe. I can't remember where it was exactly. Yeah. Yeah, And she was going to interview him 
and go on the submarine that he built. He was a really famous engineer and, and scholar. Oh. Like, mm-hmm. And then she gets on this – he basically like plotted to – rape and kill her and dismember her yeah, 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 and yeah. then he sunk the submarine to try to get away with it and I'm like yeah. it just must have been this most scary because on top of just being preyed on like that you're in a submarine like it's no a thanks. tiny submarine too yeah, it, no, thank it, you. yeah also we know less about the bottoms of our ocean than we do for like distant galaxies millions of light years away like mm-hmm. I don't really want to know what's at the bottom no. And the submarine. I, I kind of want to know. I'm interested in, in what's at the bottom of the ocean. Mm, but you go I'm in the sun, and it's, it's where the aliens are hi- hiding. You go what into the submarine and you soon. report back. Then Billy will be up here. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, if anybody has a submarine, please uh, let me yeah, know. Let I'll us take know. Xanax, take a Xanax and go there. Yeah. Um, another one, uh, Marie Curie, uh, yep. who's popularly known as Madame Curie, she invented the process of isolating radium after co-discovering the radioactive elements of radium and polonium, but she died of exposed, uh, she died of something called a plastic anemia, which was the result of all of this exposure to the radiation emanating from all of her research materials. And she didn't really know what was going on at the time, uh, That and people really didn't know how bad radiation you know, was. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, a, there's actually a book called The Radium Girls, uh, which is really interesting, that's about... Um, the women who were painting the dials with radioactive uh, glow-in-the-dark paint for um, and the, and the watches for the war, and they were just you know they would lick the the uh, the brushes with their with their tongues oh. and then dip them into the radioactive paint just because it's like that was the easy way to do it because nobody knew radiation was bad and then a lot of them died. Oh my god! Oh yeah. Radium Girls, it's a good book. It's like what happened with Susan in the wedding envelopes in Seinfeld. Yes, it is. Like when it's you just very don't similar know, to that. You know? You don't Modern know. day, you know? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, yes. Well, you know what? George did pick the absolute cheapest ones. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it always goes mm-hmm. back to George. So that's pretty much uh, it. I'm sure there's a lot more, but... Um, there were a lot, were but I think that we covered, we covered the main ones. We covered I, the I main ones. We covered more than anyone ever. Go watch, go watch Titanic. Go jog, go fly into the Denver airport. Get and yourself on a Segway tour. Yeah, do a yeah. Segway tour. Wear a helmet. Wear a helmet, <laughs> yes. But uh, speaking of wearing a helmet and speaking of doing bad things, we're going to be hearing from you people uh, who th- lately we've been hearing a lot about fireworks and blowing stuff up. I'm really looking forward to what we're going to hear today. So stay tuned. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. You ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Hi, Worsty Firsties. We are so excited to be airing some of your confessions today, as we always are. So we're going to just jump right into it. I tried to find one with a car because I know our themes were inventions, but I saw them clarin thing and I sort of, it's inventions and cars. So that's what we're going with. And uh, we're going to start with this first one that I was kind of delighted by. So here we go. Uh, I'm calling for the first degree worst Elon. Um, the worst thing I ever did was catch my brand new Jeep Wrangler on fire. Uh, the stipulation was I had to graduate early and I had to graduate with honors. And so my dad bought me a brand new Jeep Wrangler. The only thing I couldn't do was go mud riding in it. Well, me and my little sister decided to take it out at this pit called Degusa. And the whole reason we were there was because my little sister's boyfriend was going to put underglow in my car. 
Well, next thing I know, like we're riding around, next thing I know, my little sister pops her head out the door and says, hey, when did so-and-so put your underglow in? And I'm like, we don't, he didn't. It's like still sitting in the back seat. My car caught on fire. Found that out real quick. Um, yeah, and I did not tell my dad for three days. And I can still call my sister right now and ask her about the worst experience in her life. And it will be going mud riding and catching my car on fire. Bye. I love, I didn't grow up with any of these fun terms. Mud riding? I yeah, mean, we didn't have, I... We did not have mud riding, but we did have underglow. You sound like a barrel of fun. <laughs> I know. I mean, really I'm does. like, I didn't go riding around in high school because we didn't have those kind of fun terms. We just sat in a Wendy's parking lot with nowhere to go. So... Billy, what's underglow for those underglow listeners who don't are know? Underglow are those lights that you put under a car so it makes it look like your car is a spaceship as uh, you're driving yeah, around. Like so you blue. would see guys on, um, you know, on Long Island would do it maybe on their Camaros or something. Well, they like yeah. lower their car so it's super bit, low to yeah. the ground, and yeah, then they yeah. okay underglow. Okay, oh, on a Jeep Wrangler, yeah, I can she see was why. putting it on a Jeep Wrangler too. So it's just I can like, see why it's an interesting vibe on a Jeep Wrangler. So she was like pink. You're like, I'll do it. Yeah. I don't hate this idea, but I want to know what was the mechanism that caught it on fire? Yeah, and was so there many fear? Questions. Because you're telling us in a very cool, calm and collected tone right now, but were you like aghast with fear with this ignited Jeep Wrangler? I would hope so. I. Oh, jeez. By, by the way, I just did a search for Jeep Wrangler fire, and it's the most terrifying. I'm sorry, Jack. I know you have one, but look at those pictures. <laughs> Oh yeah! It's just, oh, it just like takes gonna, the whole car off except it for the, the whole, bones. Yep, yep. And like, who lit it on fire? What ignited the spark? We I, need a, we need more information for the story. Did you get like a post mortem on this on this fire? Like a forensic accounting of of what may have occurred? The answer is probably no, since you hid it from your your dad. Yeah. But I, um, you sound like you've recovered from the trauma of this, and you know what? You did it to your own property. Yeah. So I think it's okay. And yeah. you went riding around, mud riding, whatever. Bring me next time. The car had a good life. <clears throat> That's yeah. right. And now we are on to the next. And this one kind of coincides with what we've been talking about because our next firstie got an injury. Ooh. That she exploited. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, girlies. Hey, goth. I'm calling to tell you the worst thing I've ever done. And that was insurance fraud. It's actually more interesting than it sounds. So in high school, I ran cross country, and one day in the summer, we were just messing around, running through the woods, and we went and visited this weird tree house that was, like, built in the middle of the woods. It was so creepy. I'm honestly shocked you guys haven't spoken about it as some site of a spooky murder because there was, like, a sedan, like a car, 10 feet up in a tree. It was bizarre. So we're just idiotic high schoolers, and we're climbing around. I'm swinging on this giant rope swing, like among the trees, and as I'm swinging, I hit a piece of wood that was coming out of the ground, and basically a giant chunk of wood went into my shin, like penetrated the skin deep in there. So um, I'm laying there, like sticks jutting out of my shin, and the first thing I said was, don't tell my mom, because my mom is incredibly strict. So at the time, I think I had been grounded for like three months for using Facebook. So I made everybody promise not to tell my mother that I had been playing around in the woods. So we all agreed that I had just tripped and fallen while on this run. So ultimately, everything's fine. I get stitches um, and the school pays for it because it was just a normal day at practice and I had fallen and tripped. So I felt really bad about the insurance fraud, but ultimately karma came back to bite me because in college I was still running and I ended up getting a stress fracture in that same shin bone and they found pieces of wood still remaining in my leg. And then I had to tell my parents because I couldn't keep my own story straight. So maybe four years after my high school tomfoolery, I was in trouble again. So I hope you enjoyed my story. Thank you, guys. And shout out to my friend who just got her doctorate who didn't introduce me to this show. Love you guys. That's so sweet. Honestly. You know what? This is the time for a shout out. I love that. 
That was very sweet. And all is forgiven because you're a selfless person who dedicated part of your confession to your doctor doctoral friend, which wow. is an impressive accomplishment. But very let's talk so. about let's talk about your insurance fraud. Um this seems like one of those stories where there's no victim. No. Because the well. school has insurance for these reasons. You were supposed to be on a run, and you know what? They didn't supervise you properly if you were able to go rogue and, a, and not go on your school run. Maybe you need better supervision. Maybe this is the school's fault, even if you told a McFib um, in the process. So, But I do think there's like a poetic irony here that another injury like outed you. Like They're like, mm-hmm. if you just fell during a run, why do you have a cedar tree splinters in your shin in your shin bone Um, and I love that like you thought you got away with it for so long and then like four years later you're like gotta confess were your parents Mm -hmm. disappointed or did they think it was funny like what kind of parents are they you hope that they thought it was funny. It's kind of I mean, like when, when I told my parents I was stealing their vodka like 10 years later. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. Statue of limitations. I mean, when you think about uh, anybody that like the argument against this as a victimless crime is always like, well, insurance premiums go up. And it, that certainly is true. But we spend so much money on insurance. Yeah, you can just note it by the only commercials that you seemingly see today that are spending so much money are insurance companies. Um, it's a business that is that is incredibly lucrative, and um, it's, and it's so incredibly hard to get insu- exploitive. And, like and, and everybody's yeah. being gouged. Yeah, yeah. Like our I mean, country's really not gr- great with no. with insurance. It's it's robbery. It's most people can't afford it. It's a luxury. You know, yeah. it's it's a bummer. Yeah. So you know what? You had an injury, and you got you got fixed up. Yeah. Yeah. All good. All That's right. right. Good. All right, Lex. Well, uh, there's only one thing left for this episode. Yeah, it's your time it's, to shine. It's your time. Okay. Well, this is for our car, our hybrid car theme. <laughs> <laughs> Wants a car that will impress to dazzle those who think him less. Wait, does this have a title? George Costanza's car. Okay. <laughs> Wants a car that will impress to dazzle those who think him less. Go shopping to the dealership. And not shockingly, he does get tricked. He buys a car under the guise that it was the one John Voigt did drive. But alas, that was a lie. George remains pathetic until he dies. <laughs> I love it. Where's the lie? You know? And that's all true. Mm-hmm. All true. All right. Well, what an episode. This was an episode. We did it. And we did it. Yes. Bye, everyone. Bye. You ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today.